definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It is the summer of 1927. Determined to vanquish the ancient evil that has plagued her, Joy Dutton Cavendish and her unusual family of occult investigators travel to India in search of a sinister cult and a possible cure for her horrifying affliction. But in the vast, pitiless expanse of the Indian Ocean, our heroes are faced with what must feel like inevitable disaster. The RMS Arundel Castle is sinking beneath the waves, and as the memories of Joy's past trauma come rushing back to the surface of her mind, she must summon all of her courage to maintain her grip on reality, or else sink into the deep, soundless abyss of the infinite bad. The Ruins of Karajah, Part 2 The RMS Arundel Castle lets out a chilling metallic groan as it dips towards the water. Screaming passengers cling to whatever holds they can find, while the deck of the colossal cruise liner angles ever steeper. Joy can picture the dark water that surrounds them. Her eyes are wild, her breath ragged, and all fanciful ideas of becoming a sophisticated lady disappear as her primal self surfaces, and she remembers the ocean swallowing her family. Beside her, Sebastian carries Dr. Bartholomew Fillmore in a fireman's hold, and Cornelia and Dorothy grip the ship's railings. The lifeboats are suspended further down the deck, and they realize they are going to have to slide down to reach them. Our heroes look at one another. This will require considerable agility and luck. What did you get? I got an 11. Yeah. 14. Yeah. 10. Uh, one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. So, um, Cornelia, Joy, and Dorothy, uh, it's slippery and it's unpleasant, but you manage to slide down the deck and catch yourselves uh, on one of the iron railings um, that borders the, the very deck of the Arundel Castle, right in front of the lifeboat. You look around to each other and allow yourselves a brief smile of relief as you see Sebastian just sliding straight past you, <laughs> just like zinging down. Oh, no! <laughs> as if he's being propelled faster than gravity would need him to be. <laughs> Um, and you see uh, the the body of Dr. Bartholomew Fillmore uh, leaving his grasp and going even further. And as he scrabbles for the body, he pushes him even further down. And and Dr. Bartholomew is lost in the water. Uh, so Sebastian, I'm going to let you make a, I'm going to let you make an acrobatics check, and I'm going to let one of the rest of you choose which one of you is going to reach out for him. You also have to make an acrobatics check. I think it should probably be me, because I think you are freaking out. I agree. And I feel like you would probably be concerned about the fact that Joy is freaking out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go for it, Dorothy. Ooh, (laughs) samesies. I got a three. I got a three as well. (laughs) Oh, man. It was meant to be. Okay, uh, Dorothy, you're reaching out. Um, your your fingers graze the fingertips of Sebastian for a moment. Time freezes as your eyes widen and lo- and lock with his. And Sebastian, uh, you also fall into the water. As you do so, make a perception check. Nine. So as you're falling towards, you see there's quite a lot of people are also having the exact same problem you are having, Sebastian. They're sliding down the deck. They're kind of congregating at the bottom where the deck, uh, it meets the level of the water now as, as, as the ship has listed. There's quite a few people who are trying, scrabbling fruitlessly to try to get back up onto the deck, but it's too slippery. And you fall towards them. And as you do so, you notice that quite a few of them seem like the first class passengers that you have come to become familiar with over the course of of your 15-day journey, but you also notice other faces amongst them, pale, strange faces amongst them, reaching out of the water towards you, and and they look for all the world like the strange, bulbous, anthropoid faces that you saw in the tomb of Resnifis beneath Egypt. Make, uh, Make a wisdom check at disadvantage. Five. Okay, so whether an apparition or reality, uh, you are overcome at the sight of this as you plunge towards this mass of bodies, this kind of Stygian writhing mass of grasping bodies, uh, and you lose consciousness just as you hit them, but not before gaining 25 dress. (laughs) (laughs) And he's lost consciousness? Yes. He's in the water unconscious. Yes. You've just seen him just like sliding down, screaming, and his screams get louder and louder. So it, it kind of, even though he should be, they should be getting fainter as he goes farther away from you, you can actually hear them more clearly. And just then he loses consciousness. It looked to you, Dorothy, as if he lost consciousness before he even hit the water. Okay. Am I in a position where I can easily go in after him? Well, the, the lifeboat is being lowered right now. Like there's other people on the lifeboat and they're not going to wait. Okay. Well, I, I think you guys should go into the lifeboat. Yes. But I'm... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go in after Sebastian. Okay. He's going to drown. No, absolutely He's not. He's going to drown. He's unconscious. Worried. Worried. Okay. So, so I'm going to... um. 
going after him. Okay, okay. Uh, so make uh, make an acrobatics check to try to do a controlled slide mm. into the water. Eleven. Okay, uh, that is enough to to let you get down towards the water's level. You notice nothing. I mean, there is this mass of people who are trying to scrabble back out. Make a perception check to see if you can see where Sebastian is. Eighteen. Yeah, you you see him. Uh, he is thankfully on his back, looking just blankly up. Um, his eyes are are frozen open, uh, but no one seems to be paying any attention to him at all. And how far away is he? Um, he's maybe fifteen feet away. Okay, you have to kind of part these bodies and people okay. who are trying to get back up onto the deck, though. So it's going to be pretty difficult. Okay, I have to try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three. Three, okay. So as you're trying to part them, uh, the, the, many of them are still alive and then don't take kindly to you trying to <laughs> shove them aside so that you can get to your guy. Um, you start getting your face pushed under the surface of the water yourself. Uh, make a constitution check. Three. Okay, uh, so you start swallowing water and you quickly lose consciousness also. Joy and Cornelia... Oh. Your lifeboat is being lowered now. Uh, Joy, you are just like, lower the lifeboat, let's go, let's go. <laughs> but Cornelia, you've seen this happen as well. You can, you've can, you been trying to spot Sebastian and you saw Dorothy going after him and now you can see that she she's not visible in the surface of the water either. But you're still in the lifeboat, it's being lowered. Joy, I will, I will come back. I have to go and save Sebastian. Cornelia, where are you going? You can't leave me. They're, they're in trouble. I have to save them. They're in trouble? What do you mean they're in trouble? They're under the water. Oh, God. Madam, we have oh. to go. They're lost. Whoever they are, your friends and family, they are lost. Joy, go. You'll be safe here. And I leave. Okay. Never mind that. She's hysterical. We're, we're leaving. And the boat is lowered. Cornelia, you gonna... are sliding down. I'm sliding Make down. an acrobatics check. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so you start making controlled slide down as well. Joy, uh, as you are looking around the lifeboat distraught, uh, the man who is lowering the lifeboat is encountering some resistance. Several other members of the lifeboat say, you can't let her go, she's an old woman! Get the lifeboat back up! And an altercation starts breaking out on the boat. What are you going to do? Make, actually, you know what, make a, a wisdom check, Joy, because you might just be catatonic at this point. <laughs> 16. Okay, no, no, you've got your wits about you. What do you want to do? Please, can you hold the lifeboat? Just give me five minutes. I'll be right back. I'll go and get her. <laughs> Does it work? <laughs> uh, make a persuasion check. Eight. Eight. Uh, okay, so the man looks at you uh, who's trying to winch the lifeboat down. His, his, his eyes harden um, and he tries to cut the cords. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He slashes the cord. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, he slashed one end of the cord. The lifeboat spins and just drops, like a sheer drop into a 180 position. Uh, make an acrobatics check, oh, Joy, Jesus. at disadvantage. Ah! 15, no. Seven. You're pitched and thrown into the water below. Uh, okay, Cornelia, you haven't noticed this at all. Okay. Uh, you are making your controlled fall. You're near the water's edge now. Make a perception check to see if you can see either Dorothy or Sebastian. 
Six. You can see neither of them. <laughs> I'd like to look harder, please. Okay, so you're now in the water uh, and you're finding it difficult to keep your head above water. Everyone is writhing and trying to clamber on top of each other, moaning, no, help me. Okay, so make a athletics check to just stay at the surface of the water and tread water. And if you succeed, you can make another perception check. 17. 17. Okay, so you manage to tread water and make a perception check. Three. <laughs> you can still see no one. Um, as you're looking around, your strength is beginning to fail you. And you can see that the ship is is starting to sink more rapidly. The rain lashes against your face. Make another athletics check, this time at disadvantage. 16. 16. Uh, through, this is a superhuman effort. Okay, make a perception check at this point. Three. <laughs> They are here, right? They are here. So you grab at someone and it just turns out to be a burly man. And he turns around and he stares at you. Sebastian, who are you? Go away! Sebastian! Dorothy! Okay, uh, make another uh, sorry athletics check. This time it's super disadvantage. Roll three dice and take the lowest. One. Okay, Cornelia, after a heroic effort, you are the last one to plunge into the depths and immediately your bodies lose all coordination. And well, I mean, Dorothy and Sebastian, you're unconscious, but Cornelia and Joy, you flail and claw at the surface of the water. Then the sound of a massive explosion is only partially muffled by the burbling of the sea filling your ears. And you see a bright orange bloom cast hundreds of little black silhouettes in relief as debris and humans are flung apart in the air. As you manage to keep your head above water for an instant, you are showered with shards of shattered plaster and dust. And then suddenly a massive bronze timepiece whistles through the air. And Sebastian, you're unconscious, but it hits you hard in the chest, sending you plunging even further below into the water. So a huge wave now crests and crashes on top of you and it's filled with sharp rubble and limp bodies. And the last thing, Cornelia and Joy, that you're aware of before losing consciousness is a sound halfway between whale song and a rageful scream. Could have done so, any worse, could it? Yeah, well. No, it couldn't. <laughs> roll up some new characters. <laughs> <laughs> some time passes. Your sense of hearing is first to return, and the sound of gently lapping water surrounds you. Slowly and agonizingly, you awake to find yourselves lying in damp sand the colour of brown sugar. The second thing you notice is the smell, a stomach-turning mix of brine, burnt wood and damp coal. That must have been the fuel that the RMS Arundel Castle was running on. All around you are strewn the scattered remains of the ship, some pieces still mournfully smouldering in the blank white morning light. A terrible headache pulses through your brains and you find you need to dedicate your entire mind's attention to moving each limb in sequence. So make constitution checks, all of you, to see which one of you wakes up first. Four. Five. Fifteen. Eighteen. Sebastian, you wake up first. Uh, you are on the... Sh I immediately scream. Which <laughs> 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 is really long. <laughs> I wear myself out until I'm like, 
Uh, yeah, you you are panicked, and and the last thing you saw was these horrible bulbous white faces grasping at you. So you wake up and you look around, and you can see no one else. Though you can see the scattered remains of this shipwreck, but you can't see Cornelia Joy or Dorothy at the moment. So where am I? You're on a beach. How like how big is this beach? Can I see the the bank? Can I see like any buildings in the distance? You cannot see any buildings. There are dunes which crest at the end where the beach becomes land. Um the beach stretches for miles on either side. It it seems to be morning. There is it's quite cloudy but bright. Uh the, the sky is just this kind of dull white and all around you you can see debris but not really that many corpses or people. And out of the debris, can I see any bottles, anything like that? <laughs> yes, yes. There's uh, lots of broken bottles. Are you looking for one with <laughs> stuff inside? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. to calm the nerves. No, unfortunately. Okay, they're, they're... My, my nerves are not calmed then. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I guess I just sort of wander through the wreckage. So uh, roll a 1d4, Sebastian, and that will tell me how many hit points you have left. Three. Okay. You have three hit points left. You're going to have to make an athletics check to even stumble around the beach. Seven. Okay. So you start stumbling and almost immediately lose your footing and fall. Uh, you're, You're tripped up by a loose beam that was sticking out of the sand. Make a perception check. 18. As you slowly grunt and get back up to your feet... Uh, you notice the uh, body of Joy, who is stirring. Stirring. Yeah, I guess I stirring. run over to her and start shaking her. Okay. Joy! Oh, Sebastian. <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen... You would have never seen anything like it. <laughs> Joy, uh, roll a 1d4 to tell me how many hit points you have. So you also have three hit points. Uh, you groggily get uh, start regaining consciousness, and the first thing you see is Sebastian just <laughs> screaming into your face. Sebastian, what the <laughs> hell is going on? I don't know. The ship, and then it was the water and the faces. And the two rusty faces. Wait, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> okay. And then I start to scream again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Cornelia and Dorothy make constitution checks at advantage now. Um, The screaming is is waking you up. Eight. Six. Wow, okay. So not quite yet then. Um, (laughs) Still unconscious. Uh, Joy, it looks like everyone's either unconscious or screaming. So (laughs) what do you want to do? Do you want to try to calm Sebastian down or look around the beach for the others? Picking up bits of wreckage and throwing. (laughs) (laughs) Back into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't belong on land! In the sea! <laughs> I think I leave Sebastian to it and I want to see if Cornelia is okay first. Okay, uh, make a perception check. Ten. You see Cornelia. Uh, she is in a rock pool covered <gasps> in a kind of a, a plaster uh, slab from one of the walls back on the ship. Okay, can I run over and lift yep. up the slab? Cornelia! Yep. It's just plaster, so it's quite light, but in your current state, you still need to make an athletics check. Six. Six, so you're lifting it, and Cornelia, now uh, you you are starting to wake <gasps> up as, as you can see that Joy is struggling with this plaster slab. <laughs> so frail. <laughs> Cornelia, roll 1d4, and let me know how many hit points you have left. 
<laughs> three. Three. Okay, great. The first thing you hear is Sebastian screaming and you can hear Joy's grunts of exertion <laughs> as she struggles to lift this plaster off you. Make a strength check to assist her in kicking it off the top of you. 20. <laughs> like a hand rising from the grave. It just kicks straight up and the plaster goes flying off. <laughs> you just stride out of the rock pool. Amazing. Uh, I look around. Cornelia, I should have never have let you go without me. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I think I'm a little too dazzled. Yeah. It's a miracle we found each on. other. <laughs> Is there anyone else on this beach? It can't just be us four, right? There are a few bodies. But not that many. Not that many. Not that many. Maybe half a dozen. You would expect. I mean, there's a lot of debris. When you say bodies, you mean dead bodies? Dead or? bodies. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they're not moving. <laughs> Make a perception check, Cornelia. Nine. Uh, okay, so no one has found you yet, Dorothy, but you have started to regain consciousness. Why don't you roll a d4? Mm. One. One. <laughs> so you're too weak to even lift your head. But as your eyes slowly open, you can see just at ground level, you can see down the beach and you can see Sebastian's feet uh, as he is running around, <laughs> kicking debris, <laughs> screaming, just hurling fistfuls of sand into the air. Um <laughs> And it's very tempting to lose consciousness again. <laughs> let it go to just let yourself slip. Um, but you manage to you manage to slowly regain consciousness until you're fully awake again. And I have one hit point. And you have one hit point. Mm. The others don't seem to have noticed you yet. Joy seems to be trying to say something to Cornelia. Uh, Cornelia is looking around um, and shielding her eyes from the sun, but she doesn't seem to have spotted you yet. Okay. Um, and I'm not... I'm just very weak, but I'm not injured in any significant way. Like, I don't have any broken bones or anything. Not that you can tell. Okay. Everywhere hurts, but... Mm. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to pull myself to my feet, I think, and make my way down. Yeah. Make an athletics check. 19. Wow. Okay. So uh, you grunt and just steal yourself, and you manage to just get back up onto your feet. And as you do so, Cornelia spots you. She's looking out for you. What do you do, Cornelia? Joy, where are we? What happened? I just woke up on this beach and I'm, I'm, I don't know. Sebastian, How long have you been Sebastian awake? was awake before me. I've only just come to. I've sat down next to one of the dead bodies. <laughs> Started like talking to him. <laughs> I would like to walk over to Dorothy. Okay. Dorothy? Are you okay? Are you hurt? I'm okay. How are you? I've been better. <laughs> yes, me too. And what about you, Joy? How are you? I I don't even know where to start. I'm, I feel better now that we're back on land. Yeah. But mm. yeah, can't believe it. No broken bones, no bleeding. No, seem to be okay. Okay. And Sebastian? I'm way off in the distance looking <laughs> animatedly to one of the dead bodies. Sebastian, um, you have noticed that there is a thin spiral of smoke that is coming over the border dunes at the edge of the beach from beyond the dunes. There's something beyond the beach that seems to be making smoke. Okay, I run towards the other three. Mm -hmm. And as I get close, I just point my finger towards the smoke and then continue running <laughs> now in the direction of the smoke. <laughs> okay, what do the rest of you want to do? I would like to walk slowly towards the smoke. <laughs> okay. Let's follow, yeah. 
Okay, um, so the rest of you walk slowly, um, but you actually keep pace with Sebastian because even though he's running, he keeps stumbling and falling over things and, and also, clambering back up to his feet. And I'm like th- still throwing stuff out of the way and like purposefully going towards obstacles and then picking them up and throwing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So yeah, you're actually abreast of each other. Um, you crest the border dunes. And just as you can see in front of you walking in the other direction towards the beach is a group of eight men. They seem like Indian fishermen from the way they're dressed and from their appearance. And they all nearly faint at the sight of you, especially at the sight of Sebastian, who's barreling and raving. And they have no idea who you are, why you're here. And they immediately start shouting and and, and crying to each other in, in, in confusion in a language that you can't understand. In this excitement, all four of you make constitution checks. 17. 18. 7. 5. In this confusion, Dorothy, uh, unfortunately, you faint again. And everyone is shouting and screaming too much. But the rest of you can see beyond the fishermen what looks like a village which is where the plume of smoke was coming from, just nestled right next to the beach, which seems to be where uh, where the fishermen have come from. Uh, I go over and, and see to Dorothy. Am I at zero hit points or I've just fainted? I've yes, been... you're at zero hit points. Mm. So you pass the next few hours in an exhausted blur. The fishermen bring you to a small village ten min- here, 10 minutes from the shoreline. It's no more than two dozen mud houses with grass roofs many with shady overhanging porches shielding them from the sun. There are elderly grandparents who sit idly smoking in these porches, eyeing each of you suspiciously. Somehow, you understand from the fishermen that this village is called Pajpandari, and they understand that you are British, but not much more comes out of your half-hearted attempts at communication. After some time, the fishermen seem not to know what to do with you, and so they leave you to your own devices in an empty hut presided over by an elderly woman with a kind face who sits on a low stool, watching Dorothy's sleeping form attentively. All of you have regained 1d4 hit points um, from resting. Oh, what, so we roll... Yeah, that's how much you heal. Okay. I'm at one. You're at one? Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm at five. I'm at six. Eight. I'd like to take a look at this old woman. What's she doing? So you... I look in her mouth. Does she have all her teeth? Uh, she has uh, a lot of very kind wrinkles around the corners of her eyes. Um, and she looks at you almost indulgently. Uh, she's especially concerned with Dorothy, who's who's just fainted and yeah. only recently come back into consciousness. But she, she holds your gaze and she looks back at you. Uh, she murmurs something in a language you can't understand. Mm-hmm. Can I sort of communicate somehow that I'd like to see what sort of things they have for healing? Because I just want to see if there's anything that I can use. Okay. If they've got any sort of like medicinal roots or anything like that. Make a charisma check to see if you can make yourself understood. 19. 19, okay. Uh, so you start miming fairly effectively the idea of medicine and healing and unguents. Um, How do you mime with unguents? It's just rubbing motions <laughs> and like, mm, good. Just speaking the language of medicine. Exactly, like. yeah. <laughs> and the old woman leaves you uh, for a few minutes. Do you want to do anything while she's gone? You assume that she's gone. Where's she going? I think she's probably going. Follow her. Follow her. No, stop. Stop. Really, let's just let's just rest. These people don't seem to want to harm us. Okay, so we've had a bit of a setback. (laughs) What's the plan? We're going to Lake Balaganor. Was that right, Joy? Yes. 
In middle India. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would help if we knew where we were now so that we could get to the place where Mm. we want to be. Do we have a map or anything? As you're conferring, you notice that three children between the ages of five and seven have assembled at the doorway to the hut and they are looking up at each of you, just their mouths agape. Uh, They don't really Mm. understand what you are, but they're fascinated. Mm. Balaganor, I say. <laughs> I like a very action. Balaganor! <laughs> Two of them run away, scream. <laughs> I start laughing. Follow them! Oh, Cornelia, calm down. This is just a village. Dorothy, make a perception check. A medicine check, actually, at advantage. 18. Okay, you notice the one child who didn't, the youngest child at five years old, is looking straight up at the four of you and he almost looks, there's a strange kind of listlessness about him. And you notice that he's got a kind of scaly rash as well that piques your medical interest. Nudge Dorothy, look at that little little child. I was a child once. <laughs> Do you believe that? <laughs> um, I'm concerned by that rash. Uh, first of all, I don't think any of us should... Well, certainly you shouldn't. I'm like leaning over to try no, and pat the kid. No, don't, don't. <laughs> Sebastian, hey, Sebastian, let him be. You want a penny? Sebastian, <laughs> let him be. And I'm going to get in the way between them. To okay. Stop him from I think touching. I've got some cigarettes here. <laughs> <laughs> As you get in the way, uh, the old woman has come back now. And she's got in her hands uh, what looks like a poultice. It looks like a little pouch with herbs and, and uh, various mm. other ointments. She sets it down on the floor and kneels beside it and starts grinding some into a pestle. As she does, she shoes away the small child who takes notice of her and then runs off himself. Do I recognize what any of the ingredients are in the strange medicine that she's concocting? Make a medicine check at advantage. 19. Uh, Yeah, it looks like a very basic kind of willow bark headache remedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, willow bark is, is legit. Okay, um, can I try to heal the party with this? Yes, yes, you can certainly uh, try to assist her with it, make another medicine check. Twelve. Okay, uh, so it's enough that you're helping her and, and you manage to use some of your modern medical techniques to uh, optimize her methods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oh each God. of you can heal another 1d4 hit points. Okay. Feel much better. Yes, you all you all start to feel a lot better, and the kindly old woman, in fact, takes her leave of you. She mutters something that none of you can really understand, mm-hmm. uh, and then she starts trundling down the village path towards what you assume to be her home. It's around late afternoon at this point. You assume that you woke up at around dawn. Uh, and the village is mostly empty. Most of the men of the village seem to have gone out fishing. Uh, and you can see only the elderly and some of the younger children are playing. And the same children who were crowding at the doorway are still staring at the four of you from across the <laughs> village. Is there any um, alcohol around? <laughs> <laughs> you can't smell any, uh, but you can, from where you are, but there wouldn't be beyond reason that there might be some somewhere. Um, I'll take a look around. Okay. I'll go for a wonder. Is there any lemon-free food that we could <laughs> partake of? It feels like... I mm. want to take a walk around the village as well. Mm. Just because the kids seem to know what Balaganor was. <laughs> 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 it's either that or it's that I was screaming it in their face. <laughs> um, okay, so as you start, uh, are you going to stay together as you walk around the village? Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you uh, start walking around the village uh, in in a group of four, the two children who ran away start running back towards you, Cornelia, just rushing uh-huh. at you. Uh, what do you do? Any of you want to do anything? <laughs> no. No. Why would they? Okay. No. 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 Why would you they're running real fast. Okay. As they as they approach you, Cornelia, they start going babuna, babuna, kind of it's imitating yes, what babuna. you're saying. And what? <laughs> Sorry, what's going on? It might be their language for witch or something. Oh. I'm just trying to use context clues, Cornelia. Or sage or something. <laughs> what's the difference? They don't seem to have anything else to say to you. Though. They're like tugging at your clothes um, and they don't really seem to want to talk to you. They more seem to want to marvel at your strange appearance. Mm. <laughs> Quite right. At least they're not throwing things. <laughs> Uh, would you want to interact with them in any way besides continuing to say Balganor? No, no, I'd like to continue saying that. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, as you're kind of just screaming this word at each other, uh, you start to hear another voice wafting over the, the village. And this is a more familiar voice uh, because it is speaking English. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh, thank God. We walk in that, that direction. <laughs> uh, okay, so you you leave the children behind and start walking yeah. in the direction. And it is a man's voice, and he seems to be talking to uh, someone who's traveling with him. So before you can see him, you can hear him. And he's saying, come on, hurry up, Ashok. Let's go. Uh, as, as you turn the corner, you can see a uh, man who looks like he's in his mid-30s. He's very pale, has fair hair. Uh, he's accompanied by a woman his age and a small child who looks maybe seven years old. And an Indian man of also in his maybe late 20s, early 30s, who appears to be their porter or their guide. He's carrying a very heavy pack. Uh, and he's he's lagging a little bit behind uh, the white man. Uh, the white man with his big bushy mustache and, and traveling adventurer's clothing is is looking back at him and kind of urging him on, even though he's not carrying anything himself. Um, <laughs> he he looks around the village and he, he kind of he seems really excited to be here. And he sees the four of you and he's very puzzled. And he goes, what is this? Some sort of welcoming party? Uh, Sebastian Saint Battenberg chant, I'm sure. And these are my. Close acquaintances, Mrs. Cornelia Cavendish, <laughs> Dorothy Taylor. Pleasure to meet you. And Joy Dutton Cavendish. Hello, sir. And I hold out my hand. Okay. <laughs> A wave of relief washes over Joy as she finds sanctuary in the dull familiarity of English etiquette. The adrenaline and fear that has coursed through her body dissipates to be replaced with exhaustion, and it's all she can do not to collapse to the ground. She wants to cry or laugh or scream, but Cornelia has taught her better than that. Joy's hands shake and her legs wobble, threatening to betray her, but she forces them rigid. For even in this strange and uncertain place, it is imperative to maintain a certain standard. And so in the cold light of day, Joy clings to this veneer of order. But when the pall of darkness descends on the sands, and the uncanny light of the moon illuminates the rhythmic pulsing of the waves, chaos will reign.
You've been listening to The Ruins of Karajar, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.